0: Welcome back. If you've just joined us, you are listening to Your World Today. My name is Anissa Isak now. We heard the uh, 1948 survivors narrate how Israel was stolen from them and became or became a state um, and today we see more carnage taking place after the 1948 Nakba um, we also are joined today by Robin apacensi and um, the reason she's going to be with us is My Vote has, uh, Counts calls the electoral matters amendment bill opportunistic now the organisation My Vote Counts has expressed its opposition to the electoral matters amendment bill, they released a statement on the eve of the last voter registration Weekend to be held nationwide before the expected election sometime in May this year. And My Vote Count says the bill will make political funding even more secretive. The bill will allow the president to determine how much money polit- political parties and independent candidates may accept as donations. And this afternoon, we welcome My Vote Counts political researcher Robin Pacensi. Robin, good afternoon. Welcome to Radio Islam International. But Angelina, thank you so much for having me on the show. Well, it's an important topic that we need to discuss to make people more aware of what's happening, particularly with the elections on our doorstep. Mm-hmm. So what is the gist of the new Electoral Matters amendment, amendment Bill and the powers it will give the president, especially the amount of donations that yeah. political parties must declare? It's quite a tongue twister.
1: Absolutely. And you have really underscored the importance of this, obviously, because we are in an election year. And as you say, we are expecting that elections will take place somewhere in May. But just to give some context to this poll. So obviously, as, as you may already be aware, we had a very long and drawn out electoral reform process that resulted mm-hmm. obviously in a new electoral um, act, which included independent candidates um in that so that they were now able to stand at a national level they were able to contest the elections and because of that there was a need to look at other sort of connected pieces of legislation that would also be affected by the inclusion of independent candidates and one of these pieces of legislation is the political party funding act so in this act it says that you can receive donations as a political party and now as an independent um, of a hundred thousand rand or more and if you do that you must disclose this information to the IEC, and then they will disclose it on a quarterly basis so you and i as ordinary south africans ordinary citizens we can go onto the IEC's website and we can see for ourselves who's funding our party and the reason for this is twofold number one so that increased transparency, so that our political parties hopefully don't act in a way that's um, in the interest of some rather dodgy private donors. But also for us to see, okay, my political party receives money from X person or X entity. I don't like their politics, their values, their views. Um, I would rather put my vote somewhere else, for example. Mm-hmm. That's mm-hmm. the context. What this amendment is introducing is that it says that the president can make regulations regarding the, this particular limit that I've spoken about. And yes. what the amendment is saying is that the president can now take into account things like inflation, but more particularly, and this is where we are concerned, the costs associated with participating as a uh, political party or, or an independent in elections and broader the democratic process and you mm-hmm. can submit this. So what this means is that you as a political party perhaps can submit exorbitant amounts for the cost of running your political party or as an independent and this could heavily influence why, how the president sets this limit. And also we mustn't forget the president is the president of a country but also of his party. Mm. And there is inherent in that a large bias that we are concerned about that you as the president you are acting not only in that role but also in the interest of your party uh, and that is a level of interest that we are uncomfortable with and this is where we see that there may be greater room to increase this secrecy. So if the president for example increases the disclosure limit to 500,000 for argument's sake. It means that more than 50% of the disclosures that we have seen already, we would just not have access to. So uh, there's, a, there's a great worry with the, with, the, with the power that the President could have if this amendment were to go through as is.
0: Mm. And that's the reason why you are so concerned and suspicious about this whole bill. Why would they want to make this amendment, um, you know, at this particular point in time?
1: Absolutely. Um, as I mentioned, the context is coming yes. off of the fact that independents are to be included. So amendments such as this, or what we call consequential amendments, They are a consequence of another act being put in place. So talking about the president's powers and limits have got nothing to do with independents. Mm-hmm. Um, it is not, first of all, not a consequential amendment, so that alone is worrying that we are including something like this in a ball that's only supposed to address consequential amendments and which, in fact, will have such far-reaching consequences that we really felt it necessary, as my vote counts, to make a submission about this um, and it, addressing this point in particular.
0: Mm. Now, are political parties in favour of this because it seems to be a bill that's being rushed, um, you know, to have it passed? And um, uh, what are political parties saying because this then forces them to declare donations above a certain a certain amount?
1: Well, the the act has obviously been in place already, the Party Funding mm. Act, and um, response to that in terms of political party support has. Um, has not been consistent. You have some political parties who um, have expressed great support for it. And you have others who have outright said that, you know, the only reason why we are supporting this is because it is the law. But we don't particularly like this. And in the, run of the drafting of the party funding act, um, in other submissions that political parties have made, they they registered concerns around this. Now with the amendment coming in, we haven't yet seen lots of response to this in the media by political parties, but other submissions will be taking place next week and perhaps we will get to hear what some political parties feelings are about this.
0: Mm. What what key factors must be considered in setting these upper limits for political party donations?
1: I mean, I think that's an, an excellent question. Um, for us as My counts, we've, we've actually launched um court action around this, we did so in May of last year. Mm. For us on that 100,000 um, threshold that I spoke about for disclosure, we actually think that there should be no disclosing threshold. In other words, every single thing that you get, whether it's one rand, whether it's a million rand, absolutely everything should be disc- disclosed and put in the public domain. Um, because for us, particularly drawing on our history with state capture and corruption in various levels of government, there is a great concern still around the fact that money is used sometimes in nefarious ways in our politics and we need to be shining a light. So as far as that uh, disclosing threshold goes, we would prefer that not be in place and that everything be disclosed. There is an upper limit as well of 15 million rand so as a donor, you have upwards of 15 million rand to donate to um, a political party. We also feel that that is just exceptionally high. I mean, 15 million rand is a lot of money. Yes, Even 100,000 rand is a lot of money to the average South African. Um, and again, if we take it back to, to state capture and, you know, the things that came out during the commission's yearnings, people were being bought for far less than 100,000 rand. Mm. Um, Mm. And so our concern there, again, is that that amount should be lowered.
0: All right. And then what's your biggest concern about the power that the bill will give the president? You've explained, um, you know, but uh, are we also seeing anything more sinister? or What is it exactly that makes this your biggest concern?
1: Well, the thing that makes us our biggest concern is that particularly around the president's powers and the bias that I mentioned that the president Mm. has, that this is going to be an issue where you are just going to keep raising and raising the limits. It's going to mean that political parties become, and independent perhaps, become even more reliant on private interests to fund them, moving them further away from the electorate. And to have such a heavy-handed involvement from private interests, I don't think it's particularly good for the effective running of our democracy. What you actually want to see is not a representative beholden to the donor, but you want to see them being beholden to the public. And this is essentially what our concern is. This is why we focus on this, because we see this particular amendment as laying the groundwork for that to take place. Um, Mm -hmm. And as I said as well, just greater secrecy, perhaps if the amendment goes through unchanged.
0: All right. Well, thank you so much for that, giving us an insight into what is happening with regards to the um, Electoral Matters Amendment Bill there. And uh, hopefully, we, as you said, once the oral hearings take place, we'll be hearing more about this. Thank you so much. You're welcome. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Okay. And that was Robin Pisansi from um, My Vote Counts talking to us about the Electoral Matters Amendment Bill uh, being seen as opportunistic. And she's given us a good understanding of what that bill is all about and why they have concerns surrounding it, particularly with regards to the fact that it can give the president quite huge powers. And also, um, you know, we're seeing how funding can affect political parties as well.